Good morning and welcome to this week's public affairs program. I'm Amy Adams. This week, Susan Hyatt, Master Certified Life and Business Coach, TEDx Speaker, and Professional Crown Fixer speaks. Well, I get the distinct pleasure of introducing Susan Hyatt today. And yes, we are related. So here we go. Susan has 16 years of experience as a master certified life coach and business coach. She has helped thousands of women get more of what they want. She's been featured on national TV and in magazines such as O, the Oprah magazine, Cosmopolitan, 17, and Women's World. She was a finalist for an Athena Award that recognizes leadership in the field of women's empowerment and entrepreneurship. She wrote a best-selling book, Bear, that has inspired women all over the world to stop shrinking their bodies and start expanding their lives. She delivered a speech to a sold-out audience at the country's largest TEDx conference about why women need to stop obsessing about their weight and instead focus on earning money, gaining power, smashing the patriarchy, and running the world. When she's not hyping up her clients, leading epic retreats, and she does do epic retreats. She's been to, she's got Ireland, Morocco, and Vietnam coming up this year. She has traveled the entire world with uh, groups of women that are, they're epic retreats, I can say no more. Are making a scene, you can find Susan traveling, cuddling with her sweet pups, we have three dogs, Mork, Mindy, and Caesar, running beautiful trails uh, with her best friend, and telling her husband, who I hear is just awesome, completely awesome, that he needs to take, take on more of her invisible workload so she can earn more and rest and rest more. Ladies and gentlemen, Susan Hyatt. I don't think he delivered that with enough enthusiasm. <laughs> Thank you, honey. What if I told you that there's a direct correlation between the amount of joy in your life and the amount of money that you could make? How many people currently sitting here would buy into the thought, the more fun I have, the more money I make? Anybody? All right, I see some brave people. Okay, all right, I've got some immediate buy-in. Listen, I'm often met with a lot of skepticism and resistance about not just what is possible and that playtime couldn't possibly equal prosperity. Well, here's the thing. I started this company in April of 2007, so almost 16 years ago. This is a big year. I'm about to have my 16-year business anniversary, my 30-year wedding anniversary with Scott Anthony Hyatt, we should get an applause for that, okay? 30 years. <laughs> Scott's so thrilled, I'm planning like this epic 30-year vow renewal that's gonna, he's like, wait, is this a second wedding? Yes, it is. I'm turning 50, but also Phil Hooper invited me to speak at the Evansville Rotary. So I'm here in Rotarian Blue and very excited about it. But Phil wanted me to really talk about the impact that coaching can have on business, 
a lot of folks assume that life coaching is very much a soft skill. Life coaching can have a dramatic revenue effect, not just on your personal revenue, but on the impact of this community. So I started running some numbers. And when I looked at the revenue generated in my company alone since 2007, we've generated $25 million in life coaching sales. Now, when I start to look broader than that, what has the return on investment been for my clients? So I can look at that 25 million in sales that I've had, and I can look at what has the impact been on clients' lives, clients' employees, clients' communities, and we can track a half a billion dollars that this little company based in Evansville, Indiana has affected worldwide. So then it starts to get exciting, right? When you start to think about should I prioritize joy? We have proof, not just economic proof that it makes good sense, but scientific proof that it makes good sense. So here's the science behind it. It sounds fun, right? Oh, she's telling me to experience more, more joy. Woohoo! How is that possibly going to result in my company having more income and more impact? Well, here's the great news, is that when you prioritize joy and you prioritize putting yourself on the path of awe, what happens is that there are two very important neurotransmitters that are affected, dopamine and serotonin. So scientifically, we know that if we can get people to prioritize their own pleasure, their own joy, have more fun, which in a very productivity-driven culture can be quite the challenge. What we know is that it stabilizes your mood, it boosts creativity, and it helps solve problems. So how many of you are in positions with your companies as either, I know some of you are company owners, some of you work for nonprofits, some of you are employees for corporations, when you look at the role that you have, how many of you have to solve problems? Everybody's hand better go up, because if you're not solving problems, you fire it, right? So here's the real world results with this, is that if you can do things that bring you joy, you can solve better problems. You can solve them faster, and you can also come up with new and fresh ideas. So haven't you ever noticed when you've struggled with a problem, and you're like, I just can't decide. And then you go do something and come back. All of a sudden, the solution presents itself to you. What we try to do through coaching is get people to do that on purpose. You get lucky on purpose. So in my company, yes, it's a multi-million dollar life coaching company. We sell coaching services and lifestyle programs and international retreats. And yes, I've been in business for 16 years, but prioritizing fun and joy is not my life prior to that. I was also in real estate prior to starting this company, and I was pretty successful at it. And this is a real estate family. We love real estate in our family. I continue to be a real estate investor. Um, but what I wasn't doing at that point in my life was prioritizing joy. And I thought, I'm gonna figure this out. And when I started to figure it out, I wanted to help other people figure it out. And at that time, the more fun I have, the more money I make was not part of my equation. So I set out to prove that true. And joy for me may be different than joy for you. We have universal things that bring us all joy. 
you know, family, love for one another. Um, I personally get joy from running. I know many of you probably are of the opinion that like, listen, I'm not running unless somebody's chasing me, but right, movement brings me a lot of joy. But as we talk through this today, I want you to start to consider when was the last time you were like, yeah, I put myself on that path to joy and these are the things that bring me joy. These are the questions I wanna help you answer before you leave this room today. But before we do that, right, I've had tremendous success by prioritizing fun and joy, but let's talk about some of my clients to give you some examples. So I wanna talk first about, she's one of my best friends now. She started as a client. She was my trademark attorney. So many of the programs that I have, I've trademarked. Bear, my book, that name is trademarked. That process is trademarked. And I met a, a millennial attorney named Rachel Rogers who helped me trademark that. Rachel had started one of, I think maybe the first online law firm. She left corporate law. Uh, she was burnt out and didn't wanna have, as a young mom, the hours that were required of her at a traditional law firm, so she started her own. But she wasn't having much fun with a couple of toddlers and running this online law practice. She was trademarking my programs and saying, what? You're talking about life is delicious. What is this? And uh, she, prior to working with my team, I wanna say she was netting $70,000 a year, but she lived in New York. Okay, $70,000 in New York plays very differently than it does in Evansville, Indiana, as she likes to remind me. Um, she decided to come to Italy, which was a huge investment for her at the time. She tells me now that she had like multiple credit cards she was using, you know, to put it on multiple cards and just get herself in that room. And when she came to Italy, she realized, wow, the way of being, this way of feeding myself, moving my body, living life in terms of what brings me joy and not just what brings me revenue was foreign to her. So she started prioritizing her and her little family's own joy. They started taking day trips together. She started moving her body. I'm happy to say that Rachel Rogers now is a uh, Wall Street Journal bestselling author of a book entitled, We Should All Be Millionaires. And Rachel's company this year will close $30 million, right? Do I take credit for all of Rachel's hard work? Absolutely not. Do I take credit for helping her get on the path of reimagining life in a different way? Absolutely, and she would agree as well. I have another client, a current client right now, who, how shall I say this? Very successful behind the scenes in television and podcast, or the television and podcast world. She is behind some of the biggest names on TV and in podcasting. And she did not feel valued whatsoever. She was sitting on a novel. And through working together, I discovered she had a concept for this novel that I had never heard. This plot line was so amazing to me. But before I could convince her, to do something about this manuscript, I got her moving her body. I got her prioritizing what was important to her in her own life. I got her setting boundaries with her current job. Do you know, just a week ago, 
she didn't get a book deal. She got a two book deal for a multiple six figure advance for a brand new author that is just unheard of. And it all started with her being willing to have the courage to say, I'm not having any fun. I have all this outward success, but inside I'm not doing and prioritizing what really matters to me and my marriage and my pleasure and my joy. So what happened with these two clients is that they were prioritizing business first and life second. And by working together and talking about what brings you joy, what lights you up, how might that bringing that into the world and into your business influence your customers, influence your clients, and influence your community. And by asking those questions, they were able to create some success that went far beyond what any of us in this room, maybe when we started out in our careers, thought would be the pinnacle, right? So it's not magical thinking, it's science. And the fact that joy enhances your brain and your ability to make money, it's not necessarily taking the afternoon off for a round of golf, although I imagine in this room that might be a great homework assignment. Um, true joy just boosts your energy levels, it boosts your creativity, and it helps you feel inspired. So it's not about, hey, it's wine o'clock and let's numb out. It's more like, hey, when was the last time I felt alive? What was I doing? Who was I with? Let me figure out how to recreate that. So here's some good questions to ask yourself about how joy could lead to more success in your own life. When you think through, let's say think through your weekend that you just had, and you think through the things that you did, right? And there's some things that, that all of us do out of obligation, but was there anything that you could think of that brought you joy or things that just drained the life out of you? Let me tell you how one time in my life I was the Girl Scout cookie mom. Once. <laughs> I never repeated that again. I love the Girl Scouts and I also love Girl Scout cookies. Side note, isn't it Girl Scout cookie time right now? Okay, do all of these girls a favor, buy cookies, but don't say anything about your weight or your diet while purchasing them, okay? Their little ears can hear you. So as a Girl Scout cookie mom and also as an advocate for anti-dieting, don't say, oh my God, I'll get these Thin Mints, but I'm gonna have to do an extra lap. Don't say any of that, okay? Y'all promise me? Raise your right hand. I don't see all these hands up. I I'm looking at all you men too. Don't be saying rude stuff about cookies and calories to these little girls, <laughs> okay? We have this on tape, okay? Um, but think back through like what drained your energy? Girl Scout cookie mom, Yoko Noo, never again. But what brought you energy, right? Maybe it's something like, you know what? That 15 minutes I had sitting in the driveway with my seat warmer on, I'm gonna do more of that. Um, ask me how I know. Ask yourself when you look ahead, will these activities leave me feeling inspired? or numbed out, right? So I know y'all love some happy hour, but you have to think about, is it happy hour? Does this make me feel enriched? A lot of business owners tell me they don't have time for joy. Listen, I wanna give you a little attitude adjustment here. 
you have to think of yourself as a, you, this can become that you are a time creator. The, this interesting thing happens with time. When you're spending time doing things that you actually enjoy, then all of a sudden, the other things that you have to do, you're able to do more efficiently, more quickly, you just bada bing, bada boom. But if you're just kind of going through the motions and on default, then what ends up happening is that you don't have time, right? I wanna get you to front load your day, your week, your life with pleasure and joy so that that gives you the energy and the capacity to then do all the other stuff. We tend to get it in reverse. Well, if I'm productive and get this, this, and this done, then I'll call my best friend, or then I'll watch what I wanna watch, or then I'll dive into that book. And I want you to flip it just for a little bit. Let's experiment with it this week. So if you can't, if you, think about that you don't have time and you're not going to prioritize it for yourself. I want you, when you experience the contrast of the energy suck, the energy drain, I want you to hear me encouraging you to try it differently. Because I know many of you will walk out of this room and go, well, that was cute, right? But this little life coaching company has had an impact on joy and revenue, and it can affect you too, just what you're learning here today. So I wanna encourage you to saturate your life in joy just for the next week and see what happens for you. So when I do this, I've shared a couple of client examples. Sometimes they're quiet wins. Sometimes it's, wow, I was able to have an adult conversation with my mother-in-law for the first time ever. Or, wow, I was able to speak up during the staff meeting and I've never been able to do that before. Or, wow, look at me, leaving work on time. These are quiet wins, but they're big wins. They're life-changing wins. This is what I call yes energy. When you start to recognize that the things that you're doing to prioritize yourself and your joy are starting to work you're starting to make more money or have more time. So it's saying yes to the things that light you up, that improve your health and well-being, and also your bottom line. And I'll use Scott Hyatt as an example here because he's yes energy all the time. And um, do y'all know he races a car? I'm sure he's shown each and every one of you pictures of his race car that he rebuilt. And if you didn't know, now you know. He races cars in his free time. and. I'm often encouraging him to share his enthusiasm and joy for this because it's infectious. When people are around people who are doing things that they love, it increases revenue. So he recently took a new client out for coffee and he comes home and he was like, you're not gonna believe what happened. And I was like, what happened? So he's talking to this new client about a potential property to buy and the, it was going all right. And then he showed this potential client photos of him racing his car. And the guy said, I didn't realize you were this cool. <laughs> and Scott was like, well, I don't know if I'm cool, but, and I said, this is what I'm talking about. The guy signed on the dotted line for two properties. Is it two or one? Two? Oh, one that's over two million. Oh, just that. Signed on a $2 million purchase because Scott was willing to share what he's joyful about, 
right? Often we kind of keep our private stuff private and we don't do that. If any of you market yourselves, I want you to start infusing your joy into your marketing and watch what happens. It's crucial for you to know what brings you joy so that you can then say yes to it. So for those of you who don't know, this week it's gonna be a little experiment. You're gonna pay attention to what I said, like what's draining you, what's filling you with joy, and then you're gonna start saying yes more often to the things that fill you up. I have a program called Life of Yes, where this is our total focus, and right now, some of the client wins just like 50 days into the year are things like, um, I already told you about the client who got the two book deal, but there was also a client who was sitting on a book that she wrote and she self-published it and became an Amazon bestseller overnight. That's pretty incredible to finish a book, but she didn't have the courage really to put it out there until she was around other people who were really going for it. Um, I have a corporate client who just landed over $250,000 in new client contracts. So the, res the results when you're devoted to your own joy and prioritizing your own pleasure really speak for themselves because when you feel rich, you get rich. So I wanna hear if there are a couple of brave people in the audience, when you listen to this and you think about what is it that actually brings you joy? What comes to mind? She experiences joy when she's with her grandson, Jacob, and her daughter, Grace. JW, I'm sorry, I couldn't hear all the way up here. You know, I said uh, to Randy, uh, you know, he said, I, you can't really walk around because we've got multiple mics up here recording from multiple sources. And we talked a little bit about maybe me being able to stand over here. And I said, you know what? It is not my habit to let a man keep me on a leash. <laughs> oh, it's funnier in my mind. Anyway, um, Stacy, that's a really great example you want to pay attention to. Who are the people that you can be yourself with and that light you up to be around? And create time to do as much of that as possible. Because I bet, Stacy, after you spend time with them, good time with them, you go back to the real estate career that you have and you're able to do more in less time because you're rejuvenated with spending time with them. There is so much research behind um, the uh, joy and the dopamine effect of giving to others and how much the giver, the giver often gets as much if not more than the receiver. That's beautiful. But I agree, right? Like what you're doing, you can visualize and see the impact that what you provide in the community as a, as a lucrative business, but also as a service, you're making things more beautiful. I'm a runner and I've been to the Santa Run many times and I thank you for that vision. And I'm so happy that it brings you joy because you're right, a, a feat like that, it's impossible to pull off unless it feels joyful. Well, these are all great examples right, of, of we have love, spending time with loved ones, volunteering, making the city beautiful, and making your vocation a vacation, and movement, ultimately, organizing movement to benefit the community at large. So I think the final question I have for you is to really consider when you leave here today, am I gonna be someone who experiences midlife burnout 
or am I someone who's gonna prioritize fun and joy? Because listen, if we're not having any fun, if we're not experiencing joy, why are we doing any of this anyway? Why are you getting up and making money anyway if you're not gonna enjoy it? I actually have had plenty of clients pro bono who are in situations that you describe, who have multiple jobs, single moms, um, I'm, I'm never going to suggest to someone who's working three jobs and raising children on their own that they just need to, you know, meditate and, and uh, you know, go, go buy a Peloton, right? But there are things that anyone can do in terms of being present with themselves and setting boundaries in any situation. So ultimately, when I'm working with someone who doesn't have the financial resources that people in this room might have, I start with them on what kinds of decisions can you make to grow your capacity for better decisions and better decisions and better decisions. And who can you ask? I run a program, it's a free program called Ask for Everything. And it's te it basically teaches women how to negotiate. So how to ask for more pay, you know, how to ask for help, and how to get the things that they need to do what they need to do. So when we're talking about populations that absolutely do not have the economic resources to do what we're talking about here, it's more like, okay, how can we get more help and have you asking for more support from the community, whether it's the community and programs that Rotary funds so that you can grow your time and capacity to experience more joy. But what's interesting about happiness and joy is that when you look at the rising rates of depression and anxiety, it's escalating the fastest in the richest nations, but it's also starting to escalate in the poorest nations as well. And so it's sort of interesting to look at, to your point, the correlation between okay, when you get to a certain income level and you have certain hierarchical needs met, then there's more time and capacity to grow self-reflection and joy and fun and all those things. I do market to women, but I do, I get some brave men that are like, hey, can a dude sneak in? <laughs> I have a, a young local male client, uh, previous client, who I'm so proud of him. You know, he, he's a 20-something um, who really started his own company and is really making it in a way that's unique and different. Um, but yeah, I have, I have plenty of male clients, but I do, I do market to women. But I can't wait to hear. You need to DM me on social media and tell me, like, what are these changes you're making? Because I really, really want to know. It's important. It's such a good question, and I, the, here's the good news. I'm not giving presentations. Um, I'm bringing groups of women there to be on retreat. So they're women from all over the world. It's, that's different than a presentation you know, in that local country. However, when I was in Morocco earlier this year, or at the end of last year, it was interesting to experience um, being an American woman in that culture and, um, and to have the benefit of talking with local women, everything from the Berber women that we visited in villages making rugs to my hair and makeup artists who were young and, you know, the new generation of, yeah, we're not participating in, in culture this way. 
And so it was really eye-opening. I think that the message among women is well-received and it's often um, shocking to them to hear what comes out of my mouth, as probably many of you are shocked. But, but there, they're like, what is she, what? And there's a leaning in that happens where they're like, okay, fill me in. Um, so yeah, I'm not presenting to a large group of locals, I'm bringing women there for retreats. Thank you. So your questions were, what am I most looking forward to and what's been the most surprising? Well, I'll say travel, um, which is my favorite thing to do. I'm, I'm kind of torn between, I'm actually very much a homebody with strong wanderlust. So I have this constant tug where I want to be everywhere and then I want to be home <laughs> with no one talking to me. Um, and so I'm an outgoing introvert. Um, who who loves to see things and it travel has been the most surprising for me because prior to my first international retreat which was Thailand uh, thank you Ryan James Hyatt my son talked me into that because he wanted to learn Muay Thai from the masters <laughs> he was 15 14 15 anyway um, I didn't have a passport Right, so here I was, someone who had only traveled domestically, had never been out of the country. And I said to Scott, so here's the thing, um, we're all gonna go to Thailand for a month. He was like, what? And I sold it to him because remember, it was your 50th birthday. I was like, we're going for your birthday, surprise! Um, so Ryan and I cooked it up behind his back. But here's the thing, is I had no idea at the time, I was just trying to pay for my own trip to Thailand at the time. So little did I know that it would become a huge stream of income for my company and also something that, that to me is the most joy, awe-filled experiences that I can have. Um, and so what I'm looking forward to is more of that. Um, and I'm also working on my next book, which is called Life of Yes. Um, maybe, working title, Life of Yes. But I'm looking forward to that, and um, I'm trying to think of what else. We have so many plans. And growing the University for Life Coach training, so I also train coaches. And so the impact that I can have by training more coaches is huge. And let's give Susan a big round of applause. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks for joining us for this week's public affairs program from all of us from Midwest Communications in Evansville, Indiana. Have a great week.